It's a Turling Tourism Tuesday, presented by AO Tourism on News Talk WANI. One of our favorite segments of the week. Are you telling a story? No. Are you crossing your fingers underneath the table? No. Uh, your hands are above the table. I yeah. Hand check. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, uh, I mean it. I say it every week. Of course I do I look mean forward it. to this. I actually prepare for this. Do you? I do. Was that a jab at anyone? Notes. Notes. That, sounded, that notes. sounded like a jab. Lots of notes, who, right. Who yeah, did you exactly think a jab at? Yeah. No jab. Yeah. Who are we shooting? I try to be this guy because I know for his Financial Friday segments, mm-hmm. he is very well prepared. And I'm serious. Like, always look for people that are well prepared, and I take this serious because right. it's your position. It's a serious thing, and people you take listen. The, you take the show more seriously than I do. That may be true. Lindsay, Lindsay can attest to it. <laughs> But when people come up to me <laughs> and say, down and I'm like, what are you about? You're on that, you're on Zach Blackerby's show. And I'm like, well, he's the star. But then they're like, who's that guy? Are you that guy? It's always funny when somebody's trying to, you know, like people always say to you, Wait, your voice sounds different. Am I the guy? It could be you. I okay, think they're I mistaking like, you, me for you or you for me, whichever it is. Uh, well, you're one much, of much better looking, better you're much smarter, you know, all those things. You're much wittier too. <laughs> one, of us, one of us has had a haircut in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, you know, I actually, my, my haircut lady said that it was the longest my hair had been last week, so it probably had been close to five years. Yeah. More like five months. I mean, you look, you look I, mean even, I like your hair, even too. Be- I need a haircut bad. E- even like Bieber moved away from the, the bangs over the forehead thing. Oh, as many times as I've had a young child, like teenager, you know, seven, eight, ten-year-old say, you look like Bieber, and I'm like, at this point in your life, do you even know who Bieber is? Dude, Bieber's still got it going on. Yeah, well, he's like he's like the second most listened to artist right now. But I can't figure out: is he going like Christian or like Christian type music, or is he still staying on his? I don't know. What it, a, it is confusing. I hear what both. a what a great tourism segment. Yeah, I was about to say, but um, so yeah. What do you know, we talk about? We actually before I get into um, well, actually, I'll start with y'all were talking to Judge English about the vaccination clinic, right? Yeah. Amazing experience volunteering. Um, I echo everything Judge said. I actually, saw Judge on Friday. I don't know if he. He recognized me in my mask, but um, it's just a well machine to say what he said. I mean, from the volunteer perspective, um, I was at the front after they checked in. And so, like Judge said, there is no, like, quote, waiting area because there is no need for a waiting area. Mm-hmm. And the, the staff and everyone involved that is making this happen, I mean, the volume that they can handle. And, and what's interesting is sometimes there's a lack of – people that are coming whether it's on time or something may have happened in their slot you know people have something come up in life that they can't make it but i don't know how many they had left over after friday i know they don't let any go to waste Mm -hmm. but it is just amazing to see and even i remember judges um time frame when he came it was one of the busier times and i want to say it was like two three o'clock or something like that maybe one one thirty so it was interesting. He actually sat down because the way you walked in visually, you walked in, you you know hand sanitized, you cleaned, and then you checked in with a computer system with City of Auburn folks and some other folks. Then basically they verified your check in. You then came to another section where me, the volunteer, and some other volunteers were standing, and you either went straight to a table. There were uh, five tables with two nurses each. Uh, shout out to all the Auburn University nursing students. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Great experience. Um, I was talking to them uh, in the back room when we were eating lunch, um, asking, like, were they having fun kind of keeping up with how many vaccines they had given? And they said literally by, like, the first 10, they'd stop counting because mm-hmm. of so many things so they're having fast, to do. Yeah. 
Um, but it was interesting. I mean, once you got to kind of the first line of volunteers, you either went straight to a table mm -hmm. if it was open or you went to kind of a waiting seating area and there were two sections. Other than that, that was your long, um, the shortest. And I would say I was talking to Crosby off, you know, off air. Unless you had some type of allergic, you know, prior allergic reaction, you would get an orange dot if you have. Um, and that may, means that you sit for 30 minutes, like Judge was explaining, just to be sure there's no reaction. Right. For most of the people, it was 15 minutes. So I would say, I mean, I know from my experience, it was at least 20 minutes. And that included yeah. the 15 minutes yeah. sitting period. My mm -hmm. wife said her appointment was this morning at 7.55. She walked in at 7.53, had the shot in her arm at 8.01, walked out the door at 8.16. That's awesome. And and they're over, you know. I know that they're trying to ramp up. You know, obviously the thousand dollar, a thousand dollar, the thousand vaccines a day yeah. is a goal. Um, and and I think I've heard that they're they're trying to eclipse that. You know, whether it's eleven hundred, twelve hundred, that'd be great. Yeah, it's amazing. So shout out to all the people making it happen. And ha has your son been able to get vaccinated yet? No. And and you know, for those that don't know, you know, for me it's very important. Um, and my family, you know, we're we're caregivers, as many people call us. We're uh, doctors parents or nurse parents i sure. mean my seven-year-old son is bed bound fully disabled um you know the best way to describe is quadriplegia with a rare disease and so for for me as much as i go out and i'm my wife is at home she's the the, the full-time caregiver if you will um she does not work because she cares for him yeah and so for her it's not a always being around people she you know besides grocery shopping and going out at night when she's able to go do the things that she needs to do that most people do during the day um you know for me i'm around more people and so right. it's important um that i'm taken care of to protect my son but the answer is no um, i do not know when they're going to open it up for the vulnerable population of children um, what I saw from the CDC, was, which did not make me real happy, was I believe last time I saw that the what they call people with vulnerable medical conditions or fragile medical conditions or underlying medical conditions, um, I think it was nine, which was kind of shocking because it's, you know, frankly, do we not, do we forget about the kids under that age? That, that Seems like have, a very arbitrary yeah, point feels like a you know a very small population I guess that they're overlooking, uh, which you know to be frank sometimes um, those entities will do that. Mm. So, but you know I just think it's it's an amazing opportunity for volunteers. You know, hey if you're if you're doing it to volunteer, I volunteered all day, um, and I encourage people. There there's you know there's an ongoing need kind of further down the road. I think right now if you go to look at the volunteer options, they're filled up. It's because. Lee County, let's just say it, we're great at bringing things together in a short amount of time and everybody working together. Um, you know, so for me, it was important to give back, volunteer, and then the ability to have that option to take the Pfizer vaccine sure. um, to protect my child. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. We're joined this morning by Anthony Turling for a Turling Tourism Tuesday. More next. It's a Turling Tourism Tuesday. Anthony Turling joining us this morning. All right, you got a ton of notes. Let's jump into it, brother. Yes, a little stat to kind of go into. It's not a good stat, but it's a stat to okay. show why. It's, it's not a happy stat, let's say that. It's a gotcha. good stat, but it's not a positive stat. We like to be positive at tourism, and Anthony does too. So this kind of just leads into some of the events, whether they're new events, events that have happened, and just to show why tourism is important for our area. So, And this is not just specific 
statistic to Lee County. This is just local. So it could be local state, local city, local county, all over the country. Over $16 million in local tax revenues from visitors has been lost since the pandemic began. Sounds right. It's a yep. lot of money. Yep. yep. And think about that. That's just tax revenues. That is not the revenues that, say, a hotel would see, a restaurant would see. You know, f- people forget that's a large round number, but it's just the tax revenues. It's yeah. not, you if know, it, if you're making 1000 bucks in a restaurant and you've got 10% lost, sales, well, there's the math right there. Yeah, like thinking about hotels, if we lost $16 million in tax revenue, then that means those hotels, you know, Hundred and sixty million because the yep. tax, like the lodging and occupancy taxes, come out to I think nine ten percent. Nine ten percent. Yep. I yeah. Do that. So I have to calculate that all the time. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I was actually going to put it to you. I was like, dude, quick math. Yeah. Because you're the guy. So you're the like, financial guy, not me. Yeah. So like, think about that. That's you know, local hotels have a hundred and sixty million dollars less than they would have had this time last year. And granted, they have costs and things like. The, but the problem is, they had to pay for the building still. Mm-hmm. That overhead besides yeah. possibly, unfortunately, the human overhead, which is the worst, as far as when those can be reduced or changed, you know, that is the, the worst part of anything like this in a downturn is yeah. the human element. But you're right. The buildings still need to be cooled and heated and lit and maintained. Yeah. And you can tighten the belt strap on a little things like some things the hotels have done, whether it's shut down floors. Yeah. Things like that, just reduce to save on some certain types of um, uh, amenities like the bistros and things like that. But still, then you're not offering a certain level of, of I know hotels spoken to lately when they're hosting college teams. Um, these college teams are these youth am- and really amateur groups for youth need uh, uh, meals for breakfast. And they don't want to just go back to like a box type meal with a granola bar or fruit. They want something of substance. A hot, a hot so breakfast. So then they're losing business on that for any hotel that can't offer that. Yeah. So, so yeah, this um, just the, the, we had two events actually. One the week, uh, let's see, the weekend before and then last weekend or this past weekend, excuse me. And it, it just, I keep telling y'all and keep saying pent up demand. And it's true, it's there, it's happening. So, Winterfest was a baton throwing event we've talked about multiple times in the last couple of weeks. Right. The recent uh, 2020 early before everything got shut down had 115 competitors. And it's all over the South, maybe a couple from the North, but in this current last uh let's see at the end of january it had over 140 and they came from michigan ohio a couple other northern states and all across the south so there's an example of pent-up demand and people are wanting to travel and of course come in here uh last weekend brett uh peterson from the tennis center at yarborough um, was emailing me about some stuff and this is usually a smaller tournament just a junior uh novice tournament uh it's level six which is a, a bigger level for the tennis players it had four times the normal entries, and those individuals came from Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, and some other places. So four times the entries, I mean, that shows right there another example of pent-up demand. Yeah. And so just another reason why it doesn't matter, small, large, massive, ter- you know, event, um, whether it's, you know, the need for Auburn football home games with fans or some of these smaller events, the $16 million lost in local tax revenues matters, and this is why some of this makes that up. Um, some other events that we've been able to secure – um, Alabama's Alabama Women's Amateur Golf Championship will be at Auburn University Club in 2022. Uh, we've got in this year, 2021, the state match play championship. 
uh, for Alabama Golf Association, also at Auburn University Club. I know we hit on the Tiger Invitational, the Auburn Men's Golf out at Grand National. Um, that's the Auburn Collegiate Men's Golf uh, Invitational. And just to give you an idea of how many room nights that generates, and as we've talked about on the program, anytime you stay overnight, that's at least two to three times more spending mm-hmm. um, from each individual or group um, because these are college players. They may not be spending it, but their program is yep. um, because we know these programs have some decent money to spend. 220 room nights just from the Tiger Invitational. And what's interesting is that's lacking two teams that would have stayed in hotels. So typically you're going to increase that by 30 40 more room nights. Right. Um, so that's a good piece of business. Um, let's see. The We had a kickoff call for our National Mountain Bike uh, Marathon National Championship. Just want to plug. Don't have specifics yet, but if anybody in the community wants to A, volunteer, B, uh, be a product or food vendor or sponsor the event, please let us know. We are getting that information, and it will be in the fall at Chihuahua State Park expecting over 450-plus riders from all across the country. It's a national championship event. So a lot of eyeballs, a lot of uh, opportunity there. Um, This is a cool one. Uh, Cindy Pugh, shout-out to my coworker. She was able to land another fishing tournament. Just, you know, just call us the capital of of anglers here. Right. Um, Fishers of Men, and I think you would love this. Oh, yeah? Christian-based. Sure. had the um i was gonna bring in their their mission statement and it's a bible verse and i just think it's a great group of people that while they have fun fishing and tournaments and things like that they do a lot of things that are christ-centered cool um and and spread that message so i'm excited to work with them and also bring some opportunities to possibly some of our churches um whether it's host them for their their event and this is in october of 2021 and it's actually the south district region championship cool and what's cool about it even cooler uh, on top of all those other things i mentioned was it's during the week of october 4th through 7th so it is we were nervous because it was a home football game that weekend and i said whoa 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 i know these anglers don't maybe understand saturday's college football i'm kidding they do but maybe not how it handled how it relates to hotels and rates and things like that but we were able to get a good piece of business with a great group of people during the week which we're always looking for in the middle of the week um if if you got anything you want to find out about events opportunities whether it's volunteering or you know being a part of these events Go to aotourism.com, get in touch with us, check out our events calendar page, and, of course, social media at Auburn Opelika. That's Anthony Turling with, uh, with AO Tourism for another Turling Tourism Tuesday.